0: This podcast is brought to you by Western Australia's Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development. Hello and welcome to our series focusing on areas of broadacre grains research. These short podcasts aim to assist grain growers by delving deeper into our research projects that target crop protection, crop production, soils and genetics in broadacre crops. My name is Jeanette Pratt and I am a research agronomist based at Deep Herd's Moore Moor office. Today, I'm talking with Svetlana Michit, an entomologist with DeepHerd based in Albany, about Australian plague locusts and grasshoppers. Welcome, Svetlana.
1: Hi, Jeanette.
0: Svet, can you tell us what your role is at DeepHerd?
1: I'm an entomologist. I'm based in Albany and I work on invertebrate pests of broadacre crops.
0: So it's we have grasshoppers and we have Australian plague locust. Can you tell us what the morphological difference is between the two?
1: Okay, so Australian plague locust has the adult form has a cross on the thorax just behind the head. It also has a red tibia, so the hind legs are red in color and if you open up its hind wing, which is the clear wing, it has a dark black Spot on the hind wing, which these characteristics are very different from any other locust or grasshopper in the landscape.
0: Svetlana, can you tell us what impact grasshoppers and Australian plague locusts can have on crops and pastures?
1: The reason a locust is called a locust is because it has a habit of wanting to congregate together, and the research I've read suggests that this is actually when The eggs hatch in egg pods in the ground. When the plague locust is hatching, the tibia gets um, stroked by the antennae of the locust behind it and that basically causes them to congregate together and want to be together. Grasshoppers, when they hatch out, And even when they're out and about, they're solitary. They just live together. Locusts like to congregate together. And that's why locusts can be quite damaging to crops because they all come together and they all feed together. They will also um, mate together and the females will lay egg beds together. So that's why you can have a dense hatching of locusts in a paddock. Grasshoppers, on the other hand, females just lay their eggs willy-nilly. They don't um, lay them together. And even though grasshoppers and locusts look the same, it's their behaviour that's different.
0: Okay, so Svet, why is it important to know whether it's a Australian plague locust or grasshoppers that you might have in your paddock?
1: The control measures can differ for the different grasshopper and locust species that we have. Also, if you do have the Australian plague locust in your paddocks, We know that they're not present throughout the growing season. So what happens is females lay their eggs in autumn. Those eggs that are laid in early autumn undergo a dipole. So they basically don't hatch until uh, temperatures increase in springtime and that's when hatching occurs. Our other grasshopper species don't have that same life cycle and they can be present in the crop All year. So there's another grasshopper, for instance, called the sand grasshopper. It has purple hind legs. Um, It does not have a cross on its um, thorax, and its wings are clear. It uh, can be quite damaging to pastures, but it doesn't undergo diapause and it can have three to four generations a year. So it can be present throughout the crop. The colder it is, the less damage they do, but they can still be present throughout winter.
0: So Svetlana, what's the best control strategies for grasshoppers and Australian plague locusts and when should those control strategies be implemented?
1: First of all, identify what you've got because uh, sprays for different species do differ. So some of the larger grasshoppers, like the spur-throated grasshopper, does have a higher rate of insecticides needed than, say, something like an Australian plague locust. The other thing is that for grasshoppers and Australian plague locusts, the best time to do control is before they're on the wing. So when they're hoppers on the ground, that's the time you really want to target control. Uh, For the Australian plague locust, it actually bands together. So when the hoppers first hatch... They congregate, they form dense bands and you can actually spray those when they're at the fourth instar stage, so about two centimetres long um, before they're on the wing and you can actually target the spray to areas of the paddock where the um, Australian Plague Locust is present.
0: If someone's unsure if it's a grasshopper or an Australian Plague Locust or wants to know more about controlling these pests, where should they go for further information?
1: So the department has a range of resources to help you. So what we do have is my pest guide for crops, which can be used, the key in there can be used to identify the Australian plague locust and other grasshopper species. We also have an app called my called Pest Facts Reporter app, and that can be used to take a photo of your pest and that will be sent through to entomologists for identification. The other thing we do have is on our website, we have a range of resources and also the registered insecticides. You can also go on to the apvma.gov.au Website and search the PubCRIS database and that will give you all the registered insecticides for the different pests in crops.
0: Svetlana, why should growers consider controlling Australian plague locusts at this time of the year?
1: Springtime control really does depend on what is present in your paddocks. So hatching... Locusts in spring tend to cause damage to green crops and pastures. So if you have later sown crops or pastures which um, have not hayed off, you might want to consider controlling them there. The thing that everyone needs to bear in mind is that even if you spray in spring and control the locusts that are present on your property, if there is a wet summer, there is the chance that you'll have locusts present in the landscape which can move into uh, your crops in autumn when uh, we're seeding. So you still need to be mindful and monitoring and consider controlling maybe even over summer if you notice hatchings in your paddocks from January, February.
0: Svetlana, can you tell us what the threshold levels for spraying Australian plague locusts is?
1: Okay, so what we want is for people to spray only if they absolutely have to um, and to spray registered insecticides. Uh, Thresholds for crops is if any damage is seen to spray. Usually it's only crop edges that are damaged um, late in the season, but early in the season... They can cause extensive damage to germinating crops and the damage is always uh, patchy. But unfortunately, with the Australian Plague Locust, you do need to spray the entire paddock. Uh, For pastures, we recommend only controlling Australian Plague Locust in pastures if there's 20 hoppers per square metre, so that's nymphs without the wings, or 10 adults per square metre and that's adults. With large wings, the um, best way to assess numbers is to estimate how many are in an A on an A4 piece of paper in the paddock, and multiply that by ten, and that will give you a very good
0: indication. Thanks for joining us today, Svetlana. You have just listened to Svetlana Michit, a DPIRD entomologist. More information on grasshoppers and Australian-played locusts can be found on the DPIRD website, www.agric.wa.gov.au. My name is Jeanette Pratt and thank you for listening.